Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Hempke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors over at WC Fab. Uh, we've been working with the Whirly Boys for God, a long, long time. Forever. Uh, the reason that we always are working with them is because they provide superior parts and excellent customer mm-hmm. service. Exergy Performance, we talk about them all the time. They're pretty much a part of every high performance build or even even the, the resto projects that we do where we kind of revive an older truck and give it a new life. Whether it's stock fuel system or modified fuel system, they're a great group of guys to work with. Customer service, that's also something, Paul, we talk about it over at CPS often yeah. um, as that's kind of like a main staple for our business. Um, I want to give a shout out you know, to, to Exergy. We've had a, a couple trucks recently where we're sending injectors out to have them tested, right? Something so simple. Guys are chasing their tail, trying to figure out how to diagnose something, and they're they're at wit's end. They don't know what, so they send the injectors out. And Exergy is really quick with turnaround times on stuff like that. Plus, they give a, a an explanation and yeah. photos of like, hey, this is what's going on. So it just it really gives you a little bit more closure when you've been battling issues with a truck for six months and you don't know what the heck's going on. It's one thing to have a nice customer service rep answer yeah. the phone, but to have an expert answer the yeah, phone yeah. and be Someone able that's to knowledgeable. explain something yep. that's that's really crucial. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that I love working with XDP. Uh, you know, they have actual enthusiasts on the phones. They have people who are a part of the diesel community working there. Uh, you can call there they're probably open they probably have the longest operating hours out of anybody we work with Uh, but they're a phenomenal group of guys with an extensive catalog so if you're looking for anything for your truck definitely check out xdp and then you have our shop calibrated power right hey longest sponsor longest running sponsor thanks nick um (laughs) you know uh customer service is kind of in our nature right we we understand that that's the foundation of our business i mean our customer service i, I think is so great we have we have customers from other companies calling us looking yeah. for help and assistance so <laughs> you know we appreciate it all guys you know but uh yeah you know shout out to to nick and everything he's offered uh for, for his sponsorship with us. Absolutely. For today, guys, we got a great episode put together. We're going to be talking with our guest. Uh, he's had a third gen Cummins. Uh, he's had some upgrades. He's had some issues. I think he's really gotten the full spectrum of the DIY experience, so we're going to love to talk with him. Colin King, how the hell are you? I'm doing good. How about you guys? No, we're, uh, we're doing good. We're glad to have you on. You know, you and I have talked a little bit behind the scenes about doing a, a podcast like this with... Um, you know your experiences and stuff so thanks for carving out some time to to be on here anytime all right well colin uh we always get our guests started by kind of getting you from getting our listeners familiar with you why don't you tell us how'd you get your start in diesel performance well we're gonna say my grandpa kind of screwed me over getting me into cars (laughs) and i was back in high school uh restored an old 65 plymouth satellite Ooh, and uh it's been a it's been a fun treat, but that stayed stock. And then my dad had a business, basically had no six Cummins, same thing as I got. Uh, things started going wrong with it, so we did a few small upgrades that probably made 450, 480 horse. And it was just fun going out on the street, you know, you know, of course beating Camaros, Mustangs. <laughs> and uh, that truck got wrecked, and I was in high school. And about two years ago, I was able to buy my. 06 and it's been a downfall from there of just spending money <laughs> so you had said you you said you'd modified your dad's a little bit <clears throat> you know 450 480 horsepower respectful in its own right when you got your hands on yours you know two years ago what did you do right away did you do anything right away did you drive it for a little bit stock like walk us through some of the the first upgrades you did to that thing uh, i actually went up to wisconsin and bought it was kind of not a thing i was planning on buying i was you know i'm 
want to say I was an auto trader one night and I happened to come across the red Dodge. It's the color I was looking for. It was a Laramie with, and with the four wheel drive on the floor and I didn't want it as a shifter knob on the dash. I didn't want something going wrong and should have known as a diesel. Something's always going to go wrong. Hmm. Um, <laughs> ended up, it had a super chips on it. So I drove that for a little bit for about, probably about maybe six months. And I called Chris about tuning. And of course, like every diesel guy, you got to stock trans, but you tell them, you, you know, you got to build trans. I knew I was going to build a trans eventually. Just not as soon as I was hoping for, I ended up putting a trans in it. I want to say three months down the road, reverse and all gears went to neutrals going down the highway one time. <laughs> and of course, I was two hours away from home. So I had to call the buddy to pick me up and ended up getting a fire pump comp one for it. And, uh, Ended up having a few issues with that, but it's all all ironed out now, and it is actually a comp, too, so all billet shafts and ready to finally handle some horsepower. I love I love this idea here. So you get the truck. It has a tuner on it. You're like, yeah, sure, I'm going to drive this for a little while. It's already tuned. I'm yeah. good. Super chips on there. You know, probably threw 40 horsepower at it or whatever. <laughs> um but but your your first instinct is like man I've had this thing three months let's get custom tuning yeah. and and the, the the honesty about like I'm gonna tell them it has a built trans and just run it till she don't run that's so that's very so common that's very normal right it it, <laughs> it comes to one of two things right and Colin no no offense or disrespect in any way but you get the younger group of guys where it's like my trans is the exception my trans is going to stay together <laughs> and then you get into an older guy who's been down that path they've already learned from the younger my truck is invincible no 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 just keep the stock trans in, in, intact i don't want to hurt it i don't want to push it it's the optimism of youth i like to call it yeah, the yeah. optimism of youth of like i'm going to be responsible enough to handle this much power and not fuck shit up and it, i've never known that to work i mean dude, <laughs> i'm thinking about myself and my old second gen truck and like it felt like it was yesterday it was 12 14 years ago yeah because you're old yeah. i'm getting old right but uh <laughs> we all go through it yeah we all go through it in some some fashion or another so Colin, you, you did the firepunk trans. It's a very common thing amongst the 47, 48 world, you know, second, uh, third gen, second gen Dodges. Um, but it didn't stop there. You did some other upgrades along the way. So um, talk to us about some of the other things that you changed up over the course of, you know, the last year of ownership after having the trans and the custom tuning in the vehicle. Now, now let's also say I didn't have the optimism of when, how, how long the trans was going to last. I knew it was going to go. <laughs> it was just a matter of when. I was hoping it'd stay on a little longer than it did. But. We, we changed that phrase then. We call that planned obsolescence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Using big words, Paul. <laughs> but it's got a set of Longhorn Fabshop traction bars on it, a fast 165. Uh, all braided lines going to the trans. Um, of course, the fuel bowl delete. Um, then I want to say after I did all that, we threw a Stealth 67 on it, and I've driven that since, I want to say, last October until my now predicament, which we'll get into yeah. later down the road. So, And uh, it was a fun truck. It made, I want to say it made, it made 606 with a few tuning revisions i want to say there was a little bit left in it but i kind of wanted to leave it not pushing it so yeah i, mean, I could because i beat the living crap out of the truck it's a stock injector stock injector pump truck has a lift pump has a drop in 67 built trans tuning so the truck made 606 on firepunk's dyno 
you know, a few months back. So that, just that's rowdy. Yeah, 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 for sure. Now, Colin, I think the theme of this episode is going to be uh, it just came a little too soon, right? Because <laughs> about hey, that, a year now. That my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> about a year ago, we had talked about doing some upgrades, and it was in the in the not you know not in the not so distant future, but it was something that we were going to do over time, and the whole you know uh the whole reason for this build or this project was that you could grow into it right like you you want to do some modifications run it do some more modifications continue to use it and not do like everything in one shot um what have you learned from from that as far as you know beating the hell out of the truck and and planning the way you were if you're i would say if you're going to beat the living crap out of the truck from what i've learned build the top end first at least do head studs springs and push rods because on stock injectors at 600 horse it, it decided to stretch a head bolt and we'll get into that issue yeah. and uh it's it's gotten into a further build than what i've told chris yet and what we've <laughs> talked about and uh so real I would say def- definitely build the top end make sure the truck can handle the power so if you're going to beat the living crap out of the truck like i do it'll handle it and take it for a long time i, I want to get into beat beating the hell out of a truck now i I have only heard uh, diesel truck owners describe their driving habits as beating the hell out of it, or I'm the safest driver ever. Yeah. Nobody's ever like, hey, sometimes you know I lean on it. So are you out drag racing and sled pulling? Are these competition? Are we doing rolling heaters on the highways? Like, what Are, are we towing trailers that are way over capacity and running up a hill and passing people? Like, What constitutes beating the hell out of it? Well, I do, I do drag race every once in a while. First, year, This was the first year I raced ET with the truck, and I want to get into 770. But, you know, on, you know, at a stoplight, of course, you know, racing people, my girlfriends kind of realized that, hey, if there's a car next to me and they are starting to rev a little bit, well, he's going to put it in four-wheel drive and fucking just <laughs> the beat. And, and the funny part for me is the truck has a staging limiter on it, so it sounds like a two-step when – I get on it, and the moment the two-step hits or the limiter hits, you just see the car next to you just kind of look at you like, well, I kind of got myself a little in too deep on this one. (laughs) Okay, okay. I would call that regular abuse, yeah. Yeah, that's beating the hell out of it. it, It's abuse. (laughs) And now, before, so before the head gasket decided to go, I... We were having a few issues. It kind of sounded a little weird. Didn't stop me from beating the crap out of it. Um, what do you mean it sounded a little weird? It's, it, it almost sounded like it had a miss at idle. But it would drive absolutely fine. The miss went away the moment you took off. It was just something in my ear that I could hear. Nobody else noticed it. Um, Any and guesses on that, on. Chris? Oh, he'll tell you. Yeah. But we found out. Okay. All right, Colin. So... So you start hearing a miss that doesn't stop you. That's that's a turn up the radio miss. I guess still get it. <laughs> still banging the <laughs> yeah, staging it, it, limiter <laughs> at a red light. But. It, it was a fuck around and find out moment. Okay, okay. What'd you find out? <laughs> um, we'll, we'll we'll say on the way to the lake, a guy on we were headed up to my lake lake place in Michigan. Um, guy on a motorcycle started to mess around with me, and of course I pulled away from him. And I, he pulls up next to me, gives me the thumbs up, and everything. I, thought it was the coolest thing ever get up to the lake next day i run into town i'd do probably a a second gear roller just rolled into it 
And the moment I let off, it just, it let go. It, uh, sound, it was just missing. It was just nothing but black smoke behind me. And I was like, well, this is about to be a fun time. <laughs> so I was like, well, we're going to be either head gasket, hopefully no motor. And, uh, well, that, that kind of changed a little after we pulled the head off. So let's backtrack a little bit. So Monday morning, I get a call. He wants to send the injectors out and have them tested. So how many calls would you say you and I had on that Monday, Colin? Four, five maybe, least, back and forth? At, at least. So he was under the assumption and the thought of like, hey, it's probably an injector. Like they were told that they were replacements. They should only have 30,000, 40,000. I mean, all that, all that would track. Like exactly. had, had a little sound, yep. had a hiccup at idle, exactly. like sound like a miss, all, all of a sudden black smoke it everywhere. It all backs into it. You're like, okay, an injector's hanging yeah. open. Like it happens. So in conversation, I started bringing up because when I had my 07, I had similar things go on. Right. Yeah. Well, I had cracked piston rings. Okay. I had two cylinders that were bad. So I asked them, do a compression test. Did you check any of this stuff out? No, no, no. So I, I, he did some of his due diligence and he, and he verified that, you know, the compression was okay, except for one cylinder. And, and Colin, I'll, I'll keep that to us. We don't need to talk about how we figure that out, but he, he figured yeah, out we that. Don't need, we don't need we don't need anyone on the podcast calling you guys saying, "Hey, I did this exact thing and I messed something up." And yeah, wait, what, what is no, no? We do, we do need this. What do you mean? Other people are going to be out there doing this Colin, either the right or the wrong way. Colin, Colin how, how, did was you your, test how was your DIY compression if, test? If, how did you if test compression? Gonna go, if, if we're going to go into this and nobody, anyone listen to the podcast, do not do this. We knew one cylinder was missing. Well, we got a compression tester. For some reason, it wasn't it wasn't reading right. It wasn't compressioning. So we thought it was. We're like, all right, we just have to find the dead cylinder. So we decided to seat the injectors in and just fire it over. And if the injector decided to uh, fly out, well, we have okay compression in that one. Let's move on to the next one. The until fuck we got did five. you just say? Word for word what came out of my <laughs> mouth when he said this to me. The moment we got the five, the injector didn't come out. And we're like, well, we found the issue. <laughs> so I judged hard, took a deep breath. It is what it is. Now it's not. It's not the worst test I've heard. No. Now at this point in time, though, <laughs> it's not he good, was but... he was also on the phone with D and J, yeah. and he was giving D and J a little bit of a different uh, backstory using some coolant, some other stuff that he wasn't really sharing with me on my end. We didn't talk about that. So he calls me up and he's like, "Yep." After talking to D and J, we're we're pulling the motor, you know, we're, or we're pulling the head, right? We're gonna pull the head. And uh, what happened on that conversation? Uh, well, pulled the head and ended up finding out it blew the head gas gasket between six and five and four, uh, four and three or five or four and five, and it was completely gone. Looked at the head, it torched the head. It looked like someone took an acetylene torch to it. So and from then, four to six. From, well, the the five and six is where it's really bad. Yeah. So it actually took out like an eighth eighth of an inch of material off the head and the block which now it's no longer just a head gasket it's no longer a head and a head gasket it's it's a it's a block it's a head it it needs New. everything yeah yeah, yeah 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 you're not planing that yeah yeah and now manage we didn't i didn't find out about the block my friend felt the block later that day he was like okay the block's good and i'm like all right thank god well i started cleaning up the block getting the oil off the deck surface and i start looking i'm like the block is not good so i the only people that were open at that time were industrial. I just wanted to kind of get an idea of what could happen. And they're like, it might be able to be milled. And I'm like, okay. 
So I knew the motor was going to have to be pulled. And uh, after talking to DNJ, sending some pictures to Chris, they're like, it's not that's not something we would want to touch. It's no. not. It just where you want to go horsepower wise, it would not be safe to do. Mm-mm. Oof. Well, that's less funny. It is less funny. That's it's you know. It's happened though. What, I mean, we're talking from a Monday to a Wednesday, right? Like, yeah. He's thinking a head gasket. I'm ordering a head. We're going to get a set of hundreds and a twelve mil, and I'm going to turn around in a turnkey eight nine hundred horsepower truck. I'm doing it all now, and then Tuesday it got a little bit iffier, and then Wednesday he's like, "Yo, man, pump the brakes. I need to do a motor now." Right? Oh. Like that just that's an expensive week. Yeah. Right? And I've been through stuff like that in the past. I think we all have some type of a situation where. You have a game plan, right? And it's okay. This broke. It's it's time for upgrades, and then the next thing you know, when you assess the damage, you're like, oh fuck, this eight thousand dollar upgrade turned into twenty twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, just because I was banging rev limiter at a red light, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but did you win? He got the thumbs That's up. A- <laughs> he got. That was the most expensive fucking appro- approval ever. That thumbs up was everything. My girlfriend told me if I ever lose, she's breaking up with me. So they're, they're, I have to win. Not, if I start hearing a miss, I'm not lifting until I know he's behind me. Oh, how, Colin? How long you been dating this girl for? Oh probably about a year or so okay well in a year or two down the road whenever she starts hinting at you know the the big popping of the question you then get to use this motor on her and say that this is her fault because she doesn't want you losing and that's putting the ring off that much further i think you just should lose a race with her in the car (laughs) (laughs) just give you some life advice i don't usually give they won't tell you this i never (laughs) met her i'm sure she's a very nice lady Hey, listen, she's not expensive, which is very surprising. She just cost, she just cost you twenty two thousand dollars. <laughs> I was gonna cost. What the fuck do you think is expensive? Oh so, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking to a very nice lady I've never met out there. I'm just, I'm just playing. I was gonna build a six seven Ford anyways. I was gonna be this deep anyways. He was. There was a plan. <laughs> he was at UCC this year. Spent an hour, hour and a half at the booth talking about what his game plan was and the different things. But once again, you plan for it down the road. Now it's all coming in one shot. You know, yeah. it's just how it goes. So, what's the new build look like? What are you gonna utilize? You know, how are you gonna take advantage of of the shortcomings here? So there's. Um, a squared motorsports out of Idaho. I ended up making a post on Firepunk's um, Facebook um, forum, and all, all I was looking for was a block. And a guy ended up messaging me saying, "Hey, I have a block, pistons, rods, whole shebang and shaboodle, and basically was a price I couldn't say no to." So the motor now that's getting built is basically just a stock crank, but is. I want to say last week we ended up making the decision to girdle it too because the whole rotating assembly is good for, you know, 2,000 horsepower. And I don't want to pull the motor down the road. The motor's already out. We might as well do the machining now for the girdle. It's only going to cost me $1,000 now, as I say, only. Sure. But it's easier to do it now than six grand down the road to pull the whole motor apart and do the machining for the girdle. True. Um, so doing a 14 mil girdle at the bottom. Um, got a set of Carrillo rods, set of industrial injection, piston, fly cut, and coated pistons. Uh, motor has a 22210 cam, and that's pretty much the motor side. And then we've got a DNJ Stage 1 head coming for it. Nice. So 
you'll have a setup spec for 2000 as far as the motor's concerned. What What's the injector setup? Are you doing the 100s and the 12 mil? It's I'm between that, but right now I'm probably leaning more towards doing 150s and a 14 mil. That way I can grow with it. The trans is only good for 1000 right now. But, you know, I'll eventually probably pull that through bigger shafts in the input and output. And it still has a 67 more. on there. So the idea, you know, it's clearly you see how this is spiraled. Like, sure. don't limit you, go a little bit bigger. And we've talked about maybe doing compounds in the future, or maybe he just likes the big single and wants to go up to a bigger single. At least you have the fuel to grow into. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. It, it, it's probably going to say a decent size single on the manifold. I do like the drivability of the full up. I might not always stick with the 67, might go to a little bit bigger s400 on the manifold later down the road but i do want to keep the drivability i'm not a as being young as i am i'm not a big single guy i like the drivability and like the if i get on it on the highway i like to have the power there not just wait until about two months down the road for the turbo to finally kick in yeah what a what a rowdy story of of getting a truck with the super chips and ending up here built motor <laughs> So you said you got some hopes of going into the 770s in the future. Uh, how much racing have you done? I pretty much just started this year. I was able to, that's the one reason I wanted a diesel one. It's something I could, I do have a lower, I, my first truck was a 1500 that's lowered and there's not much I can do to it other than we're going to back half it and put a stroke six six one Hemi in it with a pro charger and a T56, but that's another story. Um, but I wanted to be able to, go drag race in the truck and have a good suitable race truck that I could drive on the street and have fun with. No, I mean, using the truck in a multifacet, you know, it sounds like this is like, well, it was your daily driver until now, but you have that, (laughs) uh, once you get the motor in there and, and everything, it's, you could still use the vehicle in a multifaceted operation, you know, which is cool with the versatility of these things. I don't know if there's a lot of gas engines. I mean, maybe these days with the newer technology where you can make a thousand horsepower turnkey vehicle and, and have it be streetable. Yeah. And at least in the diesel, you can still get the mileage and the comfort out of it. And I'm, uh, of course, I'm getting crap from my grandpa. That he's like, "This is why I don't. This is why I've never liked diesels. They're this expensive." I'm like, "Listen, if you were going this much power on a gas motor, you'd be in the same price." You know, and he's like, "No, you wouldn't." I've, I personally, I've, I've done a big block. Yeah. I've done an LS. I've done a four cylinder. Uh, I've done diesel. They all cost the same fucking amount when it's all said and done. <laughs> yeah. There is not one route that's cheaper than the other, and I burnt myself yeah. on that so many times. Well, there's also like. It's a very different world doing like an LS build yeah. than doing a diesel build. Like it's a very different vehicle at the end of the day. It's you you drive your car into the parking lot, your gasser, yeah. and it, it's borderline obnoxious at best. <laughs> like, oh, you know, like, it's not that it's not cool. It, it like is the, cool. The cam straight pipe right. sound. It's, it's I get it. Borderline it's obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, I mean driving for forty five minutes back and forth. Like if you had. It's ten times it's the commute you have. Yeah. You would be like, "Oh no, this is a weekend warrior." Yeah. Whereas in with a diesel, you could be in that power range or that price range, yeah. and you can set it up to where you're like, "Oh, I actually enjoy no, driving every day." And there's things like you know, when you talk about the gas stuff, like you know, you could make the exhaust quieter and you could do that you type could. of stuff. But yeah. the one thing that in Collins and, and your grandpa's end, you know, I've looked at. Oh, I'm going to build a four cylinder motor, right? Rods, pistons, so cheap. Yeah. There's four four cylinders. Sure. It's cheap, right? And then you look at everything else. 
Or you look at LS stuff, right? And it's, oh, you know, LS injectors are cheap, rails are cheap, LS motors aren't expensive. It all adds up. You're going to spend money in other areas that the other platform, you know, diesel, for example, you you really, you know, you don't have like fuel rails that you buy. You know, you have an injector and then yeah. you have a lift pump to support that. Where, you know, in the gas world, it's like, oh, well, you don't need a lift pump. Well, yeah, you need a fuel system. You right. know, it, it's just worded differently and it costs 2x <laughs> the cost. So I, I think I think bang for your buck, dollar per horse. Power. If you're going to build an eight nine hundred horsepower truck, I mean, granted, you know, for Colin, he's into it a motor, right? Right. right. I think it's it's I think it's cheaper to build a, a thousand horsepower truck than it would be a, a freaking gas car. Oh man! Uh, any any gassers out there listening right now, get on to Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast Facebook group. Call Chris a fucking liar. He just called Colin's grandpa a fucking idiot. So I mean, go after him. <laughs> wow. Get him all you want. That's so aggressive. <laughs> Hey, my grandpa can be sometimes. <laughs> me and my buddy had a rear end in my truck within probably 45 minutes. My grandpa comes out two hours later and is dead serious. He's like, are you guys done with that yet? Wow. Didn't say a word, looked at it. We're like, well, we've been standing here for about an hour and a half. We've been done a long time ago. And he, not a word, just looked at it and walked inside. That just sounds like he's he he's jealous that you're you're out here living the best life banging two step at a red light and he didn't have that. Oh man, Colin, what a blast. Uh if if there's one question I could ask you, um I guess it's going back over your history with this truck. Um You've had to go through a lot of different diagnostic steps and a lot of different issues to diagnose at different times. What do you think you would share? What advice would you share with somebody who's new to this world about diagnosing problems in their vehicle? Uh, all depends on what's wrong with it and what issue you're having with it. Is the biggest thing to find out how to start diagnosing the issue. There's a lot of different ways to diagnose issues, such as if you're not getting fuel or air, and me, such as head gasket issues, I'm now a motor. There's a bunch of different ways to diagnose stuff, and honestly, with my experience, call a trusted company that you trust and have them point you in the right direction of how to start diagnosing your issues. I like that. I think that's a good. I think that's yeah. a good one right there. Is find an expert, find a company you trust, find somebody you trust, lean on them for their expertise. Don't jump into it, you know, diagnosing shit off the forums. Uh, you know, replacing yeah. your oil with water will not give you more RPMs, right? So like, <laughs> <What>? there's <laughs> it will, but you know, you shouldn't. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, wow. I guess okay. that's our overall point. Awesome. Well, Colin, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute blast to talk with you, uh, listeners. Oh, go ahead, please. I will say there is one flack I still get from my buddies is that the truck still has a muffler on it. Mm, I think that gains street credit. <laughs> <laughs> I like being able to drive down the highway without having a, a drone in the truck. I think you found the one thing you haven't been able to break yet, and I give no doubts that you'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you said something, you already put bad luck in. Now it's probably going to break or fall off going down the highway, and now I'm going to wonder why my truck got so loud and noticed my whole tailpipe. Down I would, when I it would happens, blame, Paul. blame your girlfriend. I would, I would blame Paul, and I would send him a bill for the replacement. <laughs> you can send that to cmkey at duramaxtuner.com. Guys, for today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon. About two years ago, I was able to buy my 06, and it's been a downfall from there of just spending money. <laughs>